I'm now on the McDonald's wiki. <laughs> what, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you look, this all came from a place of purity. All you wanted to know was what Raffle Raffle meant. <laughs> this was an a, an academic day. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Rubble, rubble. <laughs> and Jim. Both of our moms are named Martha, and we vote. Today, we cover episode 38, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. In episode 38, part one's title is Doug and the Yard of Doom. Doug's dog shit episode. This one, yeah, this one's real bad. Like, it's... Oh, yeah. This one, I will say the thing that it does better than most of them is that they very clearly put a ton of work into the animation on this one. There's a bunch yeah. of things they've never shown before. They've clearly, the animation guys are showing off that, yes, we can do all of this other stuff. We are flexible. We can do all of this cool shit. Unfortunately, like, as a presage to the Star Wars prequels, it turns out just because you have the ability to do special effects doesn't mean that you're going to tell any kind of interesting story with them. Are you saying that this is Doug's special effects journey? <laughs> um, insofar as this is the first Doug episode in a while where the running thing of it is we see a bunch of shit of Doug and company actually doing a bunch of running around doing crazy cartoony bullshit that normally Doug was a show that was made on the cheap. Like most of what Doug does is walk from point A to point B and be nervous. Neither of which yeah. are big and exhaustive on the animation budget. But in this one, they show him running back and forth, do, jumping, doing all sorts of lines of motion shit. The kind of stuff that was really hard and is the reason why, like, these days, Disney's absolute dominance over all things, including Doug, is a given. But the reason Disney took off and all the other, like, early cartoon things didn't is they put the effort into making sure that when they animated something, like, lines of motion and shit looked good. Gotcha. Okay. The only good part about this episode is when Doug and Skeeter beg Porkchop to have sex with another dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one is a very weird scene. That's... And let's dig into that one when we As get As you there. may gather from the fact that this occurs, the author of this particular episode oh, is man. our favorite guy. No, he's the one we don't like. <laughs> he's the one who we have to respect out of fear and terror. Oh, God, he's the one who wrote the worst episode that will not be going into right now. <laughs> An episode that is erased from the Doug can. As Sam has wonderfully called him, Captain Incesto. Oh, God. Well, uh, so this one begins with Doug and Patty and Skeeter out in a park. And he says that Patty has invited Doug and Skeeter out to try her new super screaming wacky wizard. I got a wacky wizard for you right here, pal. I mean, that's, yeah, that is just what it feels yeah. like also, every time. The that note, phrase is 
The line that starts this episode is fucking weird and it goes nowhere. It started out as any normal weekend. Patty invited Skeeter and me to try out her new super screaming wacky whizzer. Are we going to go into more detail on that? No, no, we're not. That's just that entire opening is going to be dropped immediately. It's also nice that, like, uh, he's saying here that it's just like any other weekend, uh, and it's, it's like Patty has invited them to hang out, and specifically has invited, like, Skeeter and Doug. So in the last, was it just the last episode, it was like Skeeter and Patty hang out all the time, like in the Hamburger Boy episode, yes. right? Skeeter and Patty just hang out without Doug all the time. So maybe this is just like, because before recently, it's typically like Doug watches on from afar of like, oh boy, I wish I could get Patty to do this cool thing with me. But now it's just Patty's inviting the two of them to do shit all the time. So maybe it's that like, Patty and Skeeter are more involved now. Who knows? I mean, both of them do bond over the fact that they do have an attachment to Doug, even if the fact that uh, Skeeter's causes him to transform back and forth into Roger. I suppose that's true. Well, maybe Patty's transforming into someone, too. <laughs> maybe Patty transforms into her dad. I will not be elaborating. <laughs> Chad? Yeah, she turns into Chad. Yes, turns into Chad. The Chad of Patty. Of course, yes. <laughs> Well, uh, so it, it turns out that the super screaming wacky wizard is like one of those frisbees that makes sound when you throw it. That were all the rage in the 90s. Uh, and so they throw this frisbee around. Doug fucking jumps like four feet vertical in order to catch it at one point. It's like, damn, Doug. The animation on that is remarkably good. Like, no, yeah. there's, you could do this in a very lazy way, but somebody very clearly was working on their animation portfolio and wanted to demonstrate that, yes, legs bunch, goes up to extend, catches it, no reuse. Look, I can do more than this. Please, please, God, let me ever get more work after this show is over. <laughs> right. I also think it's interesting that, like, throughout this entire episode, they very specifically call out the wacky wizard they're always like oh no i lost your wacky wizard or let's play with the wacky wizard right was do you think that this was like a branding thing like are they are they uh like partnering with some now defunct company in order to sell super screaming wacky wizards because they say the whole thing all the time in this episode i guess i'll google it really quick one second oh this is going to end badly um <laughs> turn safe sir john <laughs> while sam is busy looking up piss fetish shit oh god i suspect this is an attempt to like this is on nickelodeon the purpose of nickelodeon is to sell toy ads to kids and i'll bet you the idea is well, okay, these kids are being given all these new cool toys they absolutely must have. Therefore, we'll just refer to, instead of a frisbee, we'll refer to it as a super screamy, wacky wizard, because that'll be more relatable, question mark, to the kids, question mark. I see. So maybe it's that they're not trying to sell the specific brand name, but they're like, hey, this toy is a thing you might recognize, and maybe they got sponsored from it. Uh, not finding a real product to go alongside this. It, look, everything that I Google uh, in regards to the Wacky Wizard brings up Doug results. Huh. Hmm. Well, all right. Fair enough. Then that means they've buried the evidence from us. Well, those cowards <laughs> on the Doug wiki will not escape us forever. Yes, yes. We'll find the truth someday. You got to follow the money, baby. 
<laughs> follow the money. Follow the rabble. Follow the burgers. Yes. We have to find the... Uh, it's Maybe the wacky weather wizard makes the screaming wacky wizard. <laughs> well, uh, eventually... Patty compliments Doug's arm on his great throw, and then Patty's dad honks the horn to signal that he has come to drive her to her judo lesson. Okay. And Doug asks, hey, Patty, can we borrow your whizzer? Sure you can, Doug. (laughs) Yeah, she gives him her whizzer. And then drives oh, off. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then drives off with her dad. Love him and leave him, Patty. That's the way. Oh my god. <laughs> I love seeing my dad while thinking about my wizard. <laughs> it's so wacky. <laughs> and I love uh, handing off my wacky wizard in public. <laughs> well, then Skeeter throws his wacky wizard a long bomb, and he throws it super far, and it goes over a fence. And Doug's like, oh, I'll get it, and goes and just, like, opens the door to this person's yard without asking He crosses a road, too, first. Like, there's a very weird scene here where Skeeter is like, no, wait, Doug! And Doug is, continue on, and he crosses a full street. (laughs) He's like, no, wait, Doug, you're about to be run the fuck over. Right, <laughs> right, because he isn't, like, super specific at the beginning. He's just like, wait, wait, and Doug's like, bat, 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 bat. I don't away. give a shit. Crossings for <laughs> nerds. Right. Well, he, uh, yeah, he just he just fully opens the gate, like, to this random person's house who we've never seen before. And Skeeter's like, oh, you gotta watch out for Lady. And then Doug goes, what? And walks in without caring and then gets barked at by a dog. Loaded thing Doug has no familiarity with, dogs that bark. So the last episode ripped off, like, the conclusion of Mrs. Doubtfire. This entire episode is basically just the Sandlot. It is. I never watched the Sandlot. I'm going to need one of you to force feed me a baby sidebar on the subject. Oh, yeah, do it. There's a big dog and they hit an expensive baseball in the big dog's yard. Yeah, to get back. This is one of the few movies that I've seen somehow. (laughs) And if I recall properly, it's a bunch of kids having a good old time playing big baseball, the American pastime, and they hit the ball and they lose it, and then they gotta do a bunch of wacky hijinks in order to build science machines to get the ball away from the big dog who's scary and wants to eat it and they say no big dog don't eat that ball and they learn about friendship mm. <laughs> also it has darth vader in it that's <laughs> yeah that, like the actual character that kicks ass does it really yes that is absolutely oh <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> uh, well uh this Yeah, this is just totally the same lot. Uh, Except this pops Doug into a new fantasy character. We haven't had one for a while. We've killed the chameleon and we've replaced him with the adventures of Race Canyon. And he is Indiana Jones. The adventures of Race Canyon. Race Canyon, a man among men whose nerves of steel and iron will give him trouble at the airport. This race, with the help of his faithful companion Skitari, must retrieve the Golden Wizard of Wacky from the dreaded Caves of Thompson. Remember that? Remember that? The <laughs> thing? The thing? 
It's also, I'll tell you, that his name is also a reference to Race Bannon, the character from Johnny Quest. Yeah, that was weird. Why would they name it after the Johnny Quest person? It's Johnny. Qu- I guess Johnny Quest is sort of like Indiana Jones. Sorta. In the, it was just that same old genre. Let's go on adventures in the unknown. Yeah. It's uh, it's the following drain logic gets you there. <laughs> yeah. It's the. It's, it's like the, old Doug. It's the let's go in the adventures of the unknown in these old ancient tombs and unexplored areas of the world that must be filled with savages, which is basically the plot of every Johnny Quest episode. Yes. Uh, hey, look, it turns out other cultures produced things, but they couldn't possibly produce them. It has to have been some ancient magic bullshit that we must now uncover. Yeah. Knowledge is the treasure. The treasure is knowledge. <laughs> yeah. He also, Johnny Quest also had a uh, a young Indian boy companion named Haji, who his catchphrase was Sim Sim Salabim. <laughs> And I am that in honor of this great character who definitely everybody is happy to remember. <laughs> in this episode, our good friend Race Canyon is accompanied by his longtime servant and best friend, Ski Tari. Yeah, it's not great. Who uh, is wearing a what the hell is the term for that hat? Uh, just like it's it's the thing you'd always see in like uh, Lawrence of Arabia that like the uh, Kefia is that Middle Eastern. No, that's not a Kefia. Fuck. No, it's it's the like the Middle Eastern armies would wear like that kind of hat. Uh, Keeps um, your head cool. Yes. Uh, yeah. So and he's also wearing sandals. He doesn't wear shoes into the jungle. I mean, neither do I. Of course. Let the let the ants bite me. It's fine. <laughs> great well it appears that race canyon race canyon does wear shoes though and it appears that what his deal is is they say he has nerves of steel and iron and they say that those things give him trouble at the airport yeah actually a joke not a good one but a joke i'll i'll accept it and this this is before the age of the airports being uh, you have to go through full body scanners and everything super anti-terrorist. Right, back when you could take a gun on the airplane. <laughs> this is back when you could go to the gate to pick up your family from a plane. <laughs> it was a major plot point in many old movies, which doesn't work anymore. Great. And he, uh, he, it shows Race Canyon. He's patting lions on the head. And he's, uh, like, just chopping through jungles and punching snakes. Uh, and they say that he is on a mission to retrieve the Golden Wizard of Wacky from the dreaded cave of Thompson. I've got a Wizard of Wacky right here for you, pal. <laughs> is it different from your Wacky Wizard? <laughs> yes, it's golden. Oh, wait, whoa, you should get that look then. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the jaundice, it's fine. <laughs> okay. It's what you get for being the chosen one. We're not saying it's great, but these things happen. Of course, of course. Uh, well, Ski Tari also is doing a bit of an accent. 
I cannot believe it, Race. You made it through the molten lava pits, the deadly razor spikes, and the treacherous minefield without a scratch. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> I One know, of these things right? does not belong. Yeah, well, hold right? on. This is uh, happening in the 90s. This is somewhere in Central America. So, look, the thing is that Reagan had to overthrow a lot of governments. <laughs> oh, and no. so we had to kind of leave a bunch of unexploded ordnance in places that we didn't want people going. Like the places that used to be their homes that happened to be sitting on a territory we wanted. Wait, is this a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> like, the fa- most famous one was the time that uh, yeah, Nicaragua, I want to say it was, where uh, they made that terrible, terrible mistake of electing a left-wing government. And one, we financially backed a whole bunch of terrorists against that government. And two, when that didn't bring them down, we sailed our ships into their biggest and busiest harbor, like the port that basically kept most of their country running. And we put mines all over it. Our official statement to the UN on why we were doing this was, try and stop us, bitch. Oh my god. After a couple of ships sank, uh, they got the message and learned their lesson that you should not elect people who we don't like. Wow. America. Well, well, fortunately, those mines can't stop Race Canyon, our hero. (laughs) And neither can the molten lava pit that the United States put in here. I think the molten lava pit wasn't us. I think that might have just been plate tectonics. Oh, fine, fine. Once we get the weather machine up and running, though, watch out. And we all know that the deadly razor spikes are naturally occurring. Oh, yeah. Those just happen anywhere that we go for some reason. Right. Those you'll see in, like, a Kroger. Yeah. Um, Well, Next to the sushi. Of course. Well, uh, Ray's gets, they get to a mountain, like a, the side of a mountain, and Ray's pulls out a rock in the side of the wall, which makes a cave open up with like a mechanical contraption. And now we're just going to take a brief tour into Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, where he steps on a pressure plate and darts fly out, but he catches them in a dartboard. Oh, <laughs> That's actually a decent cartoon gag. I will yeah. absolutely give them that. They don't even dwell on it. There's no, aha, look at what I did. That's actually a solid visual gag. You will notice that this is the first legit joke I'm improving of in Doug. <laughs> Not coincidentally, no words are involved. <laughs> and then he pockets the dartboard for use later. Yeah. It's a good dartboard. Yeah, or that he wants to keep those poison darts for his enemies. I'm just saying, sometimes Skitari asks if he can be paid. <laughs> oh my god. Skitari requests to not go first into the spike trap. Shut up, boy. <laughs> oh my god. Well, the last obstacle that they have to go through is a really big dog. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Ooh, whatever. Scary dog. <laughs> what if Indiana Jones is just like going through the Temple of Doom and he's just like, no, 
Dad Jones, whatever his name was. <laughs> Mr. Daddy. No, Sean Connery. <laughs> no, Mr. Sean Father Connery. We can't go forward into the temple of the last crusade doom. We have, there's a really big dog in the way. We've got to shoot this pit bull. (laughs) Really big dogs. Why did it have to be really big dogs? (laughs) Right. Right. Maybe that is the bit they're doing here. Oh, no, because later he, okay, never mind. It's not that. Maybe it's just that, yeah, dogs is scary if they're big enough. (laughs) Who's the big dog? So uh, they, they 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 see that there's a, a a door that opens up, and there's eyes behind it. But the eyes that are here are they only like go up the duck's waist? Eh, <laughs> you know. Shot. Yeah, maybe he's a maybe Race Canyon is a really small man, <laughs> so <laughs> average sized dog is a really big dog. It's an average sized dog the size of a very big dog. Of course. <laughs> well, the Doug and Skeeter, they flash back to the real world, and they're peeking into the yard, like over top of the fence in the real world. They're peeking back into that yard where Lady was. This is a weird one, incidentally, because the fantasy, normally you don't have the fantasy conclude. The fantasy follows along with the action, sort of. This <laughs> one... No, like, okay, congratulations, we get it back, but then we still have to handle the dog. Okay, cool. And then we go back to reality where that hasn't gone through yet. Now, normally I'd be like, okay, they're just imagining how this will go, but oh no, it actually doesn't go how they think it will. That would be like a plot line. It's never worked that way in Doug before, which is just odd. Sure. That's definitely true that, like, there is a bit of desync with the fantasy and with reality, right? Like, the fantasy is always a little bit ahead, as opposed to the reality happening and then the fantasy showing, oh, it wasn't a big deal, right? It's yeah. kind of the opposite. That's a good point. And and also, it's kind of funny that, like, uh, so they they end the uh, the fantasy. They end the fantasy on kind of a cliffhanger, right? They end the fantasy with the dog's eyes showing in the cave and showing, oh, it's so big and scary and looks angry, right? But they don't actually show the real dog. And then back in the real world, they just show the real dog. There's no mystery at yeah. all. They're just like, hey, look at that big dog. Yeah, the Sandlot had two things on this. One, the the dog is not shown a lot. When he's shown, it's overly exaggerated and massive. Two, the Sandlot comes up with an excuse as to why the kids don't just talk to the adult. They don't do that in this. <laughs> yeah, why don't? Why, why doesn't Doug just knock on the door? <laughs> <laughs> why like, yeah, hey, the scary ass dog is in the way of my toy? Sorry. The toy got onto your property. I'm really sorry about that. Can, can I get my toy back, please? And then the person pulls out a gun and goes, Get him, lady! <laughs> also an acceptable ending to the story. Yeah, and in the Sandlot, they say that the guy's really mean or something. I don't... It, they have an excuse for it. They, they don't really? even bring up... Yeah, they don't even bring up anything in this. Like, there's huh. a reason they don't talk... The kids don't talk to the uh, the adult that owns um, uh, whatever the name of the dog in the Sandlot is. They, they just say, oh, it's the Thompson's yard, but then that's it. Hmm. They couldn't even... They, they could have just been like, oh, he's at work. 
Yeah, or they could have like tried to knock on the door and then nobody answers. Right. And I'm just saying, this is somebody who named their dog Lady and gave her a nice pink bow. I think the idea that unless they are incredibly big into irony, which means they are weak in other ways, they are somebody who probably has a sense of humor about this kind of shit. Or they know how to get to their soft spot and their good friend. And Lady's not so... Lady's just trying to protect their house. Lady's being a good doggy because they've had burglars before. <laughs> yeah, those burglars have been Doug and Skeeter. This right, is the house maybe, they hit last week. That's probably why Skeeter knows about this. Because when he was transformed into Roger, he tried to burgle this house. And then he's got the uh, the, the the memories still. He's got the vague like reflections of Lady in his head trying to chase him down and bite his pants off, right? I <laughs> absolutely love that uh, the gag turns into, okay, I'm going to feed the dog my clothing. This will solve the problem. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck was that? That was bizarre. It's the, it's the same writer as the, uh, let's put on my sister's clothes. Good point. All right, yeah, that's what good it was. Point. <laughs> well, let's dig into that when we get there. Oh, God. <laughs> well, so they flash back into the real world, and they're, they're looking at this dog, uh, and they just, they're peeking in, and they see that the wizard is on the roof of the house. It's, like, trapped in the gutters. And Lady, the dog, is jumping up and down, trying to get at it, and she just fucking rips part of the gutters off of the And house. eats them. Yeah. Good news. Your problem is solved. This dog is going to die of internal hemorrhaging inside of the hour. After eating ripped sheet metal? <laughs> yeah, this doesn't go great for the dog. <laughs> oh, no. Lady, no. Lady fed. <laughs> that works on dogs, right? Yeah. Maybe this is a house where they know the Thompsons are crazy because they build their ductwork out of meat. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect house to me. Yeah. And they leave it out. The reason they do it with the uh, uh, the gutters is because you got to get your meat all soggy before you cook it. Yeah, that checks out. It's like, Jim, you put your meat in the meat jacuzzi to cook it, right? Yeah, that is, in fact, an accurate description of sous vide. Uh, the fact that they, ha- <laughs> they had to give it the really fancy French name because just calling it bag meat really does not inspire confidence. <laughs> bag meat in the meat jacuzzi. <laughs> but the bag meat in the meat jacuzzi, you get some real good meat. I didn't. The, the first time you showed me that, I'd never heard of it before, and I was like, "Jim, I do not trust you." With You've learned meat. well from your many years of friendship with me, but <laughs> this rare occasion, I was not fucking with you. Yeah, I think I only call both of you guys on fucking with me if you're not actually fucking with me. <laughs> it's a useful curse that we got placed on you. That yeah. witch was value for money. Oh God. Boy, if that dog ruins Patty's wacky wizard, she'll kill us. We've got to get her away from that wizard. Again, just using that word. They have to say the whole thing. They never call it just like a frisbee. or Maybe, oh, is frisbee copyrighted? Oh, I wonder. Oh, shit. That might be it. Computer, show me a copyrighted frisbee. Oh, yeah, a frisbee is a registered trademark of the Whammo company. Oh, wow. What do you know? It's like Kleenex or whatever, right? 
Yeah, the protection results in organized sports such as ultimate or disc golf having to forego the use of the word frisbee. Wow. That's why it's called disc golf. And that's why it's called ultimate, because you just say, it's ultimate what? No, oh, you know, it's just oh, ultimate. Oh, God. Okay, and so that's why they got to have the fucking wizard. That's why they call it the wizard. I mean, they have the to have the lady has to stay away from, which is a problem <laughs> I have all the time. <laughs> Ladies. Yeah, all right. The wacky God. wizard now actually has an explanation, and we are forced to retreat entirely to just dumb gags about how ha-ha pee-pee. Haha, ladies trying to bite that wizard, folks. (laughs) Trying to bite that clear off. Oh my god. I'm presenting the mangled wreck of my wizard to a nice lady. (laughs) (laughs) And her saying, I've got plenty spare. Uh, sorry, I just skipped us to the climax of the episode, oh, but I'm sorry the thought came to me in exactly that moment. That's incredible. I didn't think about that at all. <laughs> uh, a little something to look forward to. Christ. Just a closet full of wizards. <laughs> the, my dad's got a bunch of them at work. Look at all these wizards I put in this box. <laughs> Dad brings oh. home all of these from work constantly. <laughs> work just, he is dropping off wizard to me constantly. <laughs> oh no. Dad, this is literally the, the only joke in this episode, by the way. This is we're on a bit of a dry spell here, fellas. Dad works at the wizard factory. <laughs> Another long day working at the wizard factory. Somebody asks if they can fuck the wizards. Buddy. Oh, the screaming wacky wizard. God. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> so the uh, they 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 quickly flash back into the fantasy after they see uh, the dog just fucking bite the gutter off. They flash back into the race canyon fantasy. I seem to remember that we might have something left over from the race canyon adventure of the Botswana butcher we were just on. You see, the thing is, Botswana starts with a B, and that allows him to say butcher, and then he pulls out meat. I think so, too. So, okay, so in this, he, like, pulls a steak out of his cloak, right, that he's just been keeping in there. He just has, like, raw meat, right? But, so, of course, in this, they're, like, trying to do a thing of being like, oh, they went to a butcher shop, haha. But usually in mystery stories like this, when they say the so-and-so butcher, they're referring to a murderer, right? Yes, and they have a little mm-hmm. bit of him left over for in a take-home bag. Right. He died in incredibly ironic fashion, and also he just had absolutely shredded thighs. <laughs> or it's one of his victims. I mean, that's also a possibility, but I prefer to believe that Indiana Doug is capable of just exhibiting massive cruelty on his uh, victims. <laughs> They're just like, this is evidence. We got to take this to the police. (laughs) This is evidence. Yeah, and also have a little bit of it if we get hungry on the way. Right, because Skitari licks his lips when he looks at it. Mm, That's good human. (laughs) Oh, no. Long pork. (laughs) Yes. The most powerful type of beef. Long beef, which is (laughs) called pork. Big beef. (laughs) Big beefies. A big beefy wizard. <laughs> yes. That's the combination of terms that we needed to get in this episode. Fuck. Wacky, big, beefy, screaming wizard. I think that's just Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... Nah, my wizard isn't big. <laughs> but it is screaming. 
That's well, right. <laughs> well, uh, so race just walks into the, the, the place now into the, uh, the dungeon and he just grabs the wizard and then throws a stake at the, the, or throws the, the stake at the, 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 the big dog. The big dog's like, mm-mm, and eats it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they did it. They, they did, did it. it. Now let's go to real life and... <laughs> and Doug and Skeeter say that they can't afford real steak, so they bought a fake squeaky toy. The next best thing, they say. <laughs> this does not work. You'll be shocked to hear. I don't think that's any cheaper than a real steak, actually. Right! But, yeah. but, you know, whatever. It's probably way more expensive, right? I mean, it learn depends. in the next scene that they have access to salami, which is just as good. Dogs don't, <laughs> dogs don't care. Dogs will eat fucking anything. Like you have access to chocolate. You have chocolate for pork chop. (laughs) (laughs) I should take care of this. (laughs) This is a real quick solution. Does pork chop bring chocolate later? No, No, he he has a. He has a chocolate wine. Got it. I was absolutely expecting it to turn out to be chocolate, but no, they are smart enough that that's not what he brings. That's unfortunate. Well, so they throw the squeaky toy in, and Lady fucking destroys it and throws it back. And then there is a scene wherein they tie, as you guys say, they tie a salami sandwich onto a fishing pole, like a stick with a a, a fishing line on it, in order to dangle it over the wall. Never mind that this would not work. Shut it. We're rolling. (laughs) And there is a decently long segment where Doug has to explain to Skeeter what the phrase carrot on a string means. It's time for the old carrot on a string trick. I thought you said that was salami. It is. Carrot on a string means we'll dangle this sandwich in front of Lady long enough for you to sneak in there and get the wacky wizard. Just incredible. <laughs> it's like, I mean, did maybe, maybe they tried to, in the writing procedure, do you think they were like, Hey, let's make him do a carrot on a string thing. And then someone in the in the, the writing lounge was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think someone in the writing lounge was like, the kids have, there's no way the kids know what that means. They've got no idea. Also, we've spent all this animation time on making all these other animations good. Can you buy us like 30 seconds of nothing that involves serious animation happening? I'm pretty right. sure if you just had the visual that you get what's going on. I don't yep. think you need words for this. You don't, which is why they add the superfluous words to draw it out. There's another <laughs> agonizing example of this later in the uh, episode. But you gotta explain to the kids those classical turns of phrase. Like carrot on a string and kick the can and mm, walking. Wacky wizard. Yeah, and wacky wizard. Copyright, copyright. <laughs> So they 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 get, they do this. They they get ready to put it over the fence, and Doug says that Skeeter has to go get that fucking wizard. Skeeter's like, "Why do I have to do it?" Doug's like, "Cause I'm dangling, idiot." We know that feeling. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been dangling. I think Skeeter threw it, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. In child logic. Oh, okay. Yeah, you hit it, you get it. Yeah. 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 
All right, that makes sense. But in this, they're just like, no, Doug's just like, no, I'm the brains. I'm the brains of the operation. <laughs> We're all dead. We're all dead. <laughs> Skeeter, you're the brawn. You have to go do the grunt work. I'm, hey, I'm dangling over here. Get in that house. While I'm dangling, you grab my wizard. <laughs> also, the dog's tied up. So you would assume it, you would have a little bit of uh, wiggle room. Why it's just tied up in its own backyard, I don't know. <laughs> well, because if it wasn't tied up, the, the person in the house knows that. So this dog, even while tied up, is able to bite the fucking uh, gutters off of this house. If it wasn't tied up, it would destroy the entire house. Maybe the house belongs to the dog. Maybe. Maybe maybe it's Lady Thompson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it lives in a, she lives in a doghouse as a bit. (laughs) I mean, it's not like Porkchop. Porkchop lives like a pupil. That's true. Maybe dogs just do this because they're, oh yeah, maybe inside Lady's house it expands into a uh, pocket universe where she also has a bunch of beer. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. Why not? Actually, yeah, no, that's the real thing here is that, uh, oh no, a large dog and... Her house isn't quite as good as Porkchop's. Oh, no. Wait, is that why Porkchop is embarrassed to romance her? Is because uh, she's not up the snub? Yeah, she's from the wrong side of the tracks. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is some West Side Story shit. Oh, God. Lady uh, lives with the, with the Thompsons, and the Thompsons will never get her a satellite dish. <laughs> she only has imported beer. She doesn't get any domestic <laughs> shit. She's a, she only watches public access on her flat screen TV. <laughs> oh no. She has a bachelorette pad. There's an entirely different vibe in there. <laughs> oh god. Her bathroom has a couch in it. <laughs> <laughs> why why was that a ubiquitous thing? Like every elementary school, all the boys thought that the girls' bathroom had a couch in it. Why was that a thing? I have never heard of that in my life. I, you're on your own on this one, man. Really? Yeah. Okay, because like I've talked to other people who have who have had this same experience, like across the country. Like, dear reader, I moved a bunch growing up, and this was a thing everywhere I moved. And also as an adult, people were like, "Hey, remember in elementary school? Did they ever get rid of that couch?" Why don't they have a couch in the bathroom? I don't know. Nobody knows. When questioned, the logic falls apart immediately. Maybe they thought, like, the changing table was the couch. <laughs> there may then, also be some reason. I feel like we are meddling in God's domain here. <laughs> Wait, so this is space that we're not supposed to speak about? Like, I believe that mostly we have no idea what we're talking about even more than usual. Okay, good point. It's probably because it's a thing that I started talking about. Also, I do enjoy that you occasionally just strike up conversations with random people on the street with, hey, so you know girls' (laughs) bathrooms in elementary school? (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, you did get the girlfriend out of it, so props to you for that, (laughs) but... I suppose. I suppose. Hey, want to talk about bathrooms? <laughs> so he was like, "Oh, baby." <laughs> oh shit. 
<laughs> well, uh, so uh, they this obviously goes afoul because it's starting to work. Like they're tr the lady is trying to bite at the sandwich while Skeeter sneaks in, and then Patty comes up from behind because judo was canceled, and she came to find Doug again. Okay. And Doug just like in classic Doug fashion. Uh, fucks up and snaps the string, and Lady's eating the sandwich now, and then Doug just starts lying to Patty about what they're doing again. They canceled Judo. Do you want to play some more Wacky Wizard? Sure, but not right now. Maybe I could call you later. Uh-oh. Is something wrong, Doug? Wrong? No. What could be wrong? <laughs> I mean, the the thing here is like, if Patty found out what what's happening, there's no she like there's no reason for her to be mad. Even if we, it was we had an accident, yeah, we had an accident. Sorry, we're trying to fix it. Yeah, like we threw it too far. Sorry, we're trying to get it back. There's no like stakes here. I mean, it it might be that she's worried. They Doug is worried that Patty would be like, "Oh, you, well, I trusted you with my wizard." Well, they didn't break it. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> they threw it too far, and now they got to get it back. This is like a solid ten percent of any gift playing around with something should be thrown or kicked. Hey, do you want to help out, Patty? <laughs> yeah, wait. Well, Patty's probably like, "Hey, I know the Thompsons. Like, I could just go talk to them." <laughs> <laughs> like the next scene if Doug wasn't so busy like fucking up here it's just like Patty walks around the corner and is just like having a conversation with the Thompsons <laughs> and, and she's like oh yeah of course I'll dog sit for lady next week <laughs> the end <laughs> oh god well, uh, Pat, Doug, Doug is just, like, sweating bullets as Skeeter is, uh, uh, leaping up and down trying to get the, uh, the wizard. It's just, like, it cuts back to Doug, and he's just, like, streaming down sweat, like, steam is coming off of him, and he's, like, pulling his shirt back and forth while Patty's just like, dude, what's fucking wrong with you? <laughs> And then he, like, kind of snaps at her. Yeah. Are you sure you're okay, Doug? It's hot out. Can't a guy sweat? Man, like, <laughs> look, it's a hot summer day. I'm wearing a sweater vest like I always do. What part of this is weird to you? But it's just I'm like... so sweaty. <laughs> I'm thinking about a dog. <laughs> Patty, don't you ever get sweaty? <laughs> it's just weird that he's, like... He's, like, accusing her, like, when he's just like, can a guy sweat? God! I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> he's about to do something even more fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Skeeter is now pounding on the gate trying to get out because Doug has shut it on him, and Skeeter is slamming on it trying to get out as Doug holds him in, telling Patty to leave. <laughs> Doug is going to get his friend mauled. And uh -huh. to no benefit, there is yeah. nothing you gain from this. It's also weird that, like, okay, so clearly Patty has come over. She came over and asked them to play Wacky Wizard again, right? Like, she said that when she came over. She's like, hey, you guys want to play more Wacky Wizard? And Doug's like, no. And also, you can't have it back. <laughs> like... 
Dude, if you're worried about right? coming off like an asshole, don't worry. You've already pulled it off. It's like it's like he's because you think that like because Patty it was her item, right? And like she was proud to show it to them. It would it's very strange to me that she's not like, oh, okay. Well, so that means you guys are done playing with it, right? Uh, I, can I have it back? And Doug's like, no, <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> like, while again, his buddy is begging. Again, we have a case of Patty just can't hear things. Yeah. Skeeter is begging Doug <laughs> to let him out. He's throwing his body against the uh, the fence here. Yes. <laughs> And then when Doug opens the door finally, it reveals that Skeeter has been ripping his clothes off and throwing them at the dog. Don't worry, Doug, I'll get nude. (laughs) Dogs save us. Dogs can't see you if you're nude. Dogs famously want clothing more than flesh. (laughs) Maybe Skeeter washes his clothes in hot dogs. I I remember hearing some dumb story about this, probably an urban legend, that like there was some kind of, okay, you train guard dogs to try to uh, grab somebody by the clothing to bring them down. And so if you face a guard dog with a naked guy, there's like, uh, (laughs) what do I do here? Oh, God, I'm freaking out. Huh. Like, interesting. I'm pretty sure that's an urban legend because, I mean, it's a dog. You're, ah, good. It's a thing I'm allowed to attack. I'm going to attack it now. Imagine if you're the Thompsons and you look out your window <laughs> and a child is stripping and throwing the clothes at your dog. <laughs> While also smashing on the gate but can't get it open. Skeeter is lucky he didn't get, like, assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> For trespassing. <gasps> also, like, I, maybe the reason why he thinks this is, will work is because uh, he's literally lost his shirt too many times while playing dog poker with Porkchop. Right. <laughs> because he can't afford enough of dog course. coin. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> That's the only answer. Either that or he bathes in hot dogs. <laughs> He uses hot dog water in the washing machine. Yeah, yeah, because it's cheaper. Right. It's cheaper in Bluffington. You can make it yourself. <laughs> uh, and he finally gets out and he reveals to Doug that it's lucky he wore two pair of socks today. Not a joke. Uh, uh. Well, we go back to the Race Canyon scene. And it shows that Reyes has come up with the big plan that they have to release the secret weapon because the stake didn't do enough. And they reveal that their secret weapon is a bigger dog in a crate that is labeled Trusty Killer. (laughs) And they're like, oh, we'll just kill the dog with a bigger dog. Doug invents dog fighting. Uh huh. <laughs> it's a good, wholesome bit of family fun for the whole family. Yeah. Don't worry, though. That's not his plan. That's <laughs> uh, not well, actual dog. Dog's dogs. effing is the plan, but um, yeah. it's a different F word. Yeah. Uh, the next scene is the real world again. And Doug and Skeeter are pleading with Porkchop, who is sitting in a fucking armchair. <laughs> Like, this is some real god- you are begging the godfather for a favor on this, the occasion of his 
daughter's wedding. Yeah. Please dick that dog down, pork chop. Please. <laughs> That's what they're My doing. My liege lord and master, that I might recover this trinket beloved by the fair lady Patty. Could you please fuck the shit out of this dog? And Porkchop says no and shakes his little head. Dude, you're going to get laid. No, she's <laughs> trash, says Porkchop. Twice my size. <laughs> I so, mean, that if you've known any small dogs, that is absolutely no impediment. True. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Porkchop is saying no, and Doug is literally on his knees pleading as Skeeter says that he will clean Porkchop's igloo for a month. And so they sit there pleading for a while. Like, there's like, please, please, please. Doug is, like, crying. And then, okay, so you guys say this, right? You guys say that they're like, okay, we got to get him to do this dog, right? But so Porkchop, there's a scene where he snaps his fingers and then points to his crotch and raises his eyebrows while smiling cheekily. Yep. <laughs> Mike's not making that up. That happens. It's so weird. Wait, instead of just distracting this dog, I could attempt to get my fuck on. <laughs> I'm gonna get my dick wet. That's what he does. He points to his crotch and raises his eyebrows. Also in the category of shit that's going to get the Thompsons real fucking mad at you. <laughs> Porkchop is attracted to this this dog as the internet is attracted to the sexy vampire lady from Resident Evil 8 who's nine feet tall and I don't and I definitely don't think about 100% of my day. Nine feet you tall, have... constantly trying to kill dog, eat sheet metal. Let's not the <laughs> Perfection, fellas. Am I right? Get you a lady who Get you a lady who can eat sheet metal. <laughs> Great with Alfredo sauce. Also, if we don't make the title of this one, Get You a Lady Who Can Eat Sheet Metal, I'll be very <laughs> Lady, Lady is going to peg pork chop. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Kids, look uh, up how hyenas have kids sometimes. It's a hell of a thing. Don't, and I'm not going to ask you to explain that one, Jim. Normally when you do that bit, I say, oh, Jim, please explain. That sounds so interesting. But now I'm going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sexuality well, is wonderful. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, so we go back to the Thompson's house. And Porkchop just strolls on in. He saunters into the backyard. Really quick, let me tell you how this interaction would go. <laughs> ah, bark, bark, bark. Oh, yeah, and then Porkchop's just like, oh, my lady. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, uh, so what actually happens, instead of roo, 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 is Porkchop saunters in with a, like, Valentine heart container that would normally have, like, chocolates in it. Uh, and he opens it to reveal that there is a bone with a ribbon on it. And Lady gets hard eyes at this. Lady is animated in, again, like a lot of effort is put into Lady turning from terrifying face of death to 
Ooh, I'm into this. She probably notices that there is still some residual chocolate on that box, and she's like, let me eat that chocolate. (laughs) And so, uh, as Lady gets these hard eyes, Porkchop starts to pour dog champagne and plays smooth jazz on a dog boombox. They're drinking champagne. (laughs) Somehow worse than chocolate. (laughs) Gonna get this dog fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it's dog champagne, which is only uh, a seven times as an alcoholic. No, it's in the this case, it's the reverse, so it's one seventh no. as alcoholic. No, no. seven times. They're drinking pure ethanol. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's called Ever Dog. <laughs> it's distilled from dogwoods, the ones that they get scared of. Dog be clear. Maybe that's why Dink is afraid of dogwoods, is because they get him too fucked up and he falls out. Pork, pork, (laughs) Yes. Pork. (laughs) I love heckin' cute puppers and doggos attempting to fuck on my lawn. (laughs) Well, uh, so Doug, like, starts to lift Skeeter up, uh, Skeeter wears a helmet as they go, they sneak in, and Doug puts him on his shoulders, and Skeeter grabs the wizard off of the gutters. This has, this takes, like, a calendar year to be animated, uh, involving a lot of fussing around, because, okay, we gotta milk this for time now. Alright, Skeeter, now get off my shoulders. <laughs> Said Doug in a more sensibly written show. Yes, but Skeeter says no, and then they both scream, All right, we did it! (laughs) (laughs) It's literally the Mecha Shiva bit from Venture Brothers, but played straight. (laughs) Yes. Uh Because, oh no, at this triumphant yelling, suddenly, thoughts of love no longer fill Lady's head, and she is only filled with hunger for little kids. (laughs) And this is a good way to get a dog put down, by the way, is to taunt it until it bites you. Wait, this is how Porkchop almost gets put down in a future episode. That's right. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Maybe he learned something from Lady in this moment. And in fact, in from from Hamburger Boy. Wait a minute. In Hamburger Boy, he was biting the Burger Man. And wait a minute. So why? This is foreshadowing. Oh, shit. This, okay, so here's the timeline, right? Also, that does mean, hold on, I do have to jump in here. (laughs) There's a very critical point here. For the first time in many, many episodes, we have another notch in the tally of how much dog blood is on Jim Jenkins' hands. Continue. (laughs) Well, okay, so here's the timeline, right? Uh, So, we knew that Hamburger Boy happened during the summer, and this was the literal previous episode, right? It was the first day of summer, Hamburger Boy. And now it's the weekend, which implies that, I mean, it could just be a weekend in the summer, but the fact that he mentions the weekend specifically means that it's probably not the summer anymore, right? And so, that means we've skipped over all of the summer, and, uh, or no, what it is, is that this episode happened before Hamburger Boy, because Porkchop sees a bitey angry dog and goes oh fuck 
it's possible to be a bitey angry boy and that's why he tests it out on hamburger boy because yes. he also saw that there was remnants of the of the uh, the salami or the whatever that they tried to feed the dog and they were like oh shit yeah you got to bite that stuff and that's like what they that's that's what they bonded over over their dog champagne yes. was biting people have you considered also becoming steak. a bad dog pork chop i assure you <laughs> The delights are very much worth your time. Would you like to live deliciously? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pork chops just like, tell me I'm a bad dog. <laughs> Lady, I'm a bad dog and ladies like ooh no you I'm a bad lady pork chop. <laughs> Bark, and bark, then again, bark. again, lady pegs pork chop. Yeah. For more details, uh, please cons- consult the Patreon. Right, consult the Patreon where we'll do a uh, ASMR reading of our of our pork chops ex lady fan fiction. I'll be a hamburglar. <laughs> robble, robble. You you can be the steak that they share. <laughs> Oh my dreams (laughs) You can be the wet wizard (laughs) (laughs) Jim you can be the Thompson What the fuck is happening out there Jim you're just like Get the gun (laughs) Babe Babe get the gun (laughs) And she's like I knew it would come to this Lady, lady, you've gone one step too far. Eat all the kids you want, but when you fuck a dog on my property, I have no choice but to immediately take my own life. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh shit. And the police roll up and they're just like, oh, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> Look at all. Get the black light out. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you know what we have to do now? We have to arrest Doug. <laughs> Turn the black light on and it just goes, and everybody goes blind. <laughs> And then, Doug, and then they arrest Doug and Doug goes, I deserve this. <laughs> Shit, what are we going to say for the Patreon at this point? We just gave away the whole plot. I think we accidentally did the whole thing. This happens to me sometimes, I swear. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. After that much better episode ending is considered... Right, uh... So Lady uh, chases the guys around... As Porkchop tries to, like, hold her back by her rope collar, which is somehow broken now. Uh, and he just, like, is dragging on her neck. And then Doug just, like, jumps on a pogo stick? What? <laughs> There's a pogo stick just lying around. And, by the way, Doug is running around with Skeeter on his shoulders. Note to think that it's pretty fucking hard to do, particularly <laughs> yeah. if somebody is wiggling. While being chased by the dog, this should be over in a quarter of a second. But the animators still want to demonstrate we've got chops. So somehow Doug stumbles onto a pogo stick, which suggests (laughs) that, by the way, there's somebody in this house who uses a pogo stick, meaning there is a small child around, somebody who they should know. Yeah, that's a good point! (laughs) But anyway, Doug gets on it and is pogo sticking with... 
Skeeter on his back, and this is animated in a loop for, like, 30 seconds, and then they bounce out of it, and, uh, oh no, I guess we have no choice. We've gotten away, but despite having gotten away, the answer here is, well, I guess we gotta go to Plan X, Skeet. Give the dog the frisbee. Right, they get away, but they forget to close the door. And they're just like, well, I guess we gotta give him the frisbee now. <laughs> For no reason. Have they even shown her wanting the frisbee? No, they haven't. They Well, she tried to get it. Maybe she just, either she wanted it earlier, or she just wanted to bite the gutter off. Because she did bite the gutter off trying to get at it at that one point. Or maybe she just wanted the gutter, who knows. <laughs> Uh, so, you, that's a really good point, though, Jim, that probably a kid lives here because the pogo stick is there. I bet this is Larry's house. <laughs> it's probably Larry Thompson. Uh, well, so they, the lady just, like, goes to town and munches up the wizard, and then they somehow get it back afterwards. And they get all scuffed up in the process because they go to Patty's house all scuffed up, and they ring the doorbell... And they tell Patty, they're just like, hey, here you go. And they just like throw this thing at her. They're just like, it's broken now. Here's your wizard. <laughs> they should have just been like, okay, bye. And then walk away. Patty, I'm afraid while we were playing with your wizard, Lady got it and mauled it. Here's the broken <laughs> wizard you gave us. Yes, a lady broke my wizard, folks. <laughs> here. What's this? That's your new super screaming wacky wizard, Patty. Yeah, Dog and I were playing with it, and we threw it into this yard, and we tried to get it back, but a big dog chewed it all up. We didn't mean to do it. And they never apologize. They just say, oh, we didn't mean to do it, uh, and we tried to get it back, but here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and Patty's like, oh, you should have just told me. And Doug's like, I know, I was embarrassed. And then Patty's like, oh, because I got a whole bunch of them. Because Dad gets them free from work. Here's a whole box. You can just have a bunch of them. Once again, the moral is, nobody cares, Doug. <laughs> Once again, the moral is, uh, hey, maybe if you'd listened when Patty explained this earlier, probably. <laughs> also, it is impossible to ever lose a thing. Like, losing a thing is a pretty common childhood experience. You will have your toy that you fling somewhere that you cannot get it back and it gets blown up. Okay, fine. This sucks. You learn. You grow from it. But we are in Bluffington, and in Bluffington, the absolute worst thing that can happen is that, well, you wasted a lot of effort getting upset about a thing that didn't matter. Well, in that, Patty basically helps Doug give the moral. Because Doug basically says exactly that in the moral. He says, You mean, if I had just told you about the wacky wizard in the first place, we wouldn't have had to go through all that trouble? I guess. <laughs> like, I guess it's, I guess that the moral is right. I guess they did it. Yeah, it sure is a good <laughs> thing that uh, this, that you didn't destroy a toy that actually meant something to anyone. Because if you had, yeah. then that might actually have been a problem. But nope, it's okay. Nothing happened. I think the straight up moral is just Patty going, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 
Well, one little detail in the in the mayonnaise house we can see is that behind Patty, they have a couch that looks like a watermelon, and there are pillows that look like the inside of a watermelon with seeds on it, and it rules. Yes. <laughs> also, the house is just chock fucking full of uh, wacky wizards. Yeah, the entire room is full of boxes of them. How many do they give out for working at the wizard factory? Like, you don't <laughs> have to take them home, Cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're probably their whole attic is just full of them. And he's just like, I need these. They're going to be worth so much in 10 years. <laughs> this is my retirement fund as wacky <laughs> wizards. <laughs> if these are the next beanie babies, I'm going to make a mint. Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> And he's just like, wait, Patty, you just gave him away? <laughs> oh, God. A dog ruined this one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was the Thompsons' dog? I like the Thompsons. <laughs> then Patty's Chad gets the gun. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, we close out as Doug and Skeeter just fall over onto the pavement and Patty asks if they're okay. And we fade to black and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, alright, cool. Good shit. In conclusion, <laughs> The Sandlot was a movie that happened. Yep, it happened. Didn't we look it up? I think The Sandlot happened, came out like seven months before this episode. Yeah, it's very close together. <laughs> yeah, and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was the mid-80s, so yeah, this is, we've taken two movies and slammed them together badly. Perfect. Well, it gave us the chance to write incredibly good fan fiction <laughs> we've learned so much about the thompsons and the police <laughs> network and exactly how big pork chops this bit has been censored oh boy well goodness gracious thanks for jo- <laughs> let's cut this one here thanks for joining us everyone on another episode of the funny favorites we'll see you next time goodbye Rival, rival. goodbye